1: Call for cost information and conditions equal housing lender license in all 50 states and MLS mlsconsumeraccess.org number
0: 3030. We're in a battle for America's soul. Liberty is at risk. It's time to speak up. Welcome to Brooke Talks America with author, publisher, conservative advisor, and patriot. Brooke says, for years, Brooke's been behind the scenes, helping conservative leaders articulate a vision for a better America. Now, she's front and center, and the mic is hot. Here is your host, Brooke Says.
1: Hello. Oh, hello. Welcome to Brooke Talks America, where we discuss politics and culture from a conservative perspective. I'm your host, Brooke Says, conservative patriot, proud deplorable, columnist, which you know you can read on americaoutloud.com, and talk radio host. Uh, be sure to connect with me. As I said, you can read those articles there and also on my website, which is Brooke Talks America. Also Twitter, Facebook, email um, They're all on the, the website too If you want to connect that way however, Whatever works for you And if you would like to partner with us on this show Please send me an email Or you can DM me on Twitter Whatever works for you. Lots of ways to connect. And if you have any questions, you have any feedback, please just put it on there because we definitely want to hear what you think about things. Uh, I am here with my ho- co-host, Colonel Jim Warshuk, who is the former deputy director of intelligence at CENCOM. Uh, he served on the White House National Security Council, and he's also the chairman of his local uh, Republican Party his county party. So from Hot Topics to History, you can be sure if it's happening in America, I will be talking about it. Our book of the week this week is The Great revolt inside the populist coalition reshaping american politics by selena zito and brad todd Uh, a reader's review on goodread zito and todd conducted their great revolt survey during the summer of 2016 in the midwestern states of pennsylvania ohio michigan wisconsin and iowa the states that trump wasn't supposed to win They wanted to know why so many middle Americans, in some cases from families who have voted for Democrats for generations, switched their vote to elect President Trump. The authors focused on seven groups of voters that included suburban mothers, religious ministers, and skilled laborers who have been forced to change their profession over the years as jobs moved overseas. While the impetus to vote for Trump varied from case to case, the overarching theme was people from small-town middle America who did not trust either party in Washington. Uh, From the time Trump made his announcement in 2015, the voters targeted in this book saw him as an outsider – or a maverick. While his policies and stances may not have aligned with all the people who interviewed here, Trump's position is not being beholden to either party one over many Rust Belt voters. It was these voters, rather than the Republican Party base, that made the difference in these key swing states. Uh, I had been hearing Rush talk about Selena Zito, who i you know, had not heard of. Um, and when I finally read the book, I knew why. She is a great American. Um, I, I have read the book and I also follow her on Twitter and she just is, she's wonderful. Um, you know, and I and she loves America. Her philosophy is, she's from Pittsburgh and um, she just talks about hometown America and the American spirit and hardworking Americans. Uh, as we're going through this communist China Wuhan virus—it reminds me of all those wonderful Americans who've been sold out, really, by uh, people in both parties. Okay, um, by the politicians. They are the backbone of the and the, their communities and of the, the American working public. Right. Um, so. One of the things, not only will you love reading about those Americans, but I'm telling you, as, as I did, you will miss them when you when the book is finished. I really didn't want it to end. Uh, I'm hoping that she's writing another one for 2020, and I'm actually trying to get her on the show. Uh, so if you're listening you have any connections, get her done, okay? <laughs> uh, my article this week is, Are We Willing to Fight for This Republic? Well, are we? Uh, you know... I don't know how many people know this, but the Hong Kong protesters, when they were in the streets fighting and getting beat up and worse against the Chinese, the communist Chinese government, you know what they were carrying? American flags. You know what they sang? The American national anthem, the Star Spangled Banner. They had pictures, signs, and banners of the American president, President Trump. Why? Because Trump stood up boldly in front of the world from Poland to the UN and all in between to stand up for the you – know, for his own country and for the freedom-loving people around the world, including the other group of uh, patriots in their country, You know, the citizens of the Iranian regime who also have been silenced along with the Hong Kong protesters. Nobody knows where they are, by the way. Uh, yet there were no marches in America – A Judeo-Christian nation by Christians to fight for their right to celebrate Resurrection Day, which is the cornerstone of the Christian religion. Uh, more people have protested for the right to bear, bear arms than for the right to worship at their congregations. And, I, you know, I've talked about this before. Think about that, you know, and I'm not trying to be harsh, but I'm really just, just trying to make a point. We're, as I mentioned, you know, many times, and I will continue, we are at a critical point. I'm going to be discussing some of the, you know, the tyranny that we're facing, but Christians are under assault as they have been in this country. And if they are not willing to stand up, for and protest who will, right? So, uh, you know, we need to think about that and we need to really take back our freedom in this country. Um, But before we get started on the rest of the subject matter, and this is, there is a lot of it, this is a hot show today, Uh, we have a special for the month of May, which is that I'm offering the first four locally owned small businesses and first four locally owned restaurants the opportunity for free promotion sort of like a small business Saturday in May, which, you know, comes after the Black Friday, um, particularly for those who've been hurt by the shutdown. Okay, in exchange for that free promotion, you can help me promote my show to your customers and on social media. But I really just, you know, I want to make sure that I can do my part to help small businesses because the country is built on small businesses. And along those lines, my first guest today is a small business owner who is also my good friend, Teresa Reeves. She has a small business in um, Crystal River, which she's going to talk about. And I just want to remind everybody that when you're going, if you're a listener and you go to any one of these businesses, tell the businesses you heard about them on Brook Talks America. Okay? So welcome, Teresa, to the show.
2: Thank you, Brooke. It's great to be here. And you're I just welcome want to, congratulate glad to have, you. have you. Oh, thank you. I just also want to congratulate you on your new show. I'm so happy for you and you're doing a great job. Thank, well, thank you. Thank
1: you so much. I appreciate that. Um, yes. so your show your show is Coast Cottage Farm. Why don't you talk about what that you know, what the name means and uh, you know, about what it is that you do. Uh and Okay. And some of the stuff we discussed about, you know, supporting local businesses, bringing manufacturing back, and making in the yes. USA.
2: Oh, that's great. Thank you, Brooke. Um, yes, my shop is a small shop in Crystal River. I'm right on 9th, Highway 19 uh, near the airport, and it's called Coast Cottage Farm. It doesn't necessarily roll off the tongue very well, but, you know. It's fine. It's great. Coast Cottage Farm. Anyway, uh, what it is is I do custom-built furniture mostly in the farmhouse style uh also coastal uh, coastal style furnishings and cottage style so hence the name coast cottage farm and uh i also paint vintage and antique furniture uh custom build the furniture as i said and uh and chalk paint and also supply a really nice brand of um usa made chalk paint uh for you know for anyone who has a do it yourself gene and them, i guess you could say uh just yeah so getting back to the american made product it is so much fun to find an antique or a vintage piece of furniture that has been made in the usa uh you know 50 60 100 years ago and restore it and bring it back to life and pretty much that's what i do
1: well, great. And, um, uh, yes. you know, one of the things we want to mention here is, is not only is Teresa, she, she is in business, but she's also a female, okay? So she can turn a saw. She does all of this stuff. I have her furniture in my own house. I have a table and a bench. She makes all yes. kinds of things from, um, what am I thinking? The Farmhouse. Farm 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 stuff, but the TV consoles Mm-hmm. and everything in between, and she does really, really cute stuff. So you definitely want to check her out at her shop. And mm-hmm. so, Teresa, you know, we've talked about supporting local small businesses, and that's really one of the reasons, main reasons I had you on. You know, at this time with this China virus situation, we see how devastating it is for the U.S. economy to be so dependent on Chinese products. But it's also – You know, it's patriotic to, we really need to have that sense of patriotism that to vote with our dollars, which means to support small local businesses. And when I say Mm -hmm, local, mm -hmm. I mean, you happen to be local to where I live, but it's going to be anywhere. If you're listening in another state, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if you have a small local business to your community and you have American made products, we want to hear from you, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, Mm -hmm. But the manufacturing issue is also a really big problem, you know, and we've seen it not only from medication, but it's it's really everything. All of the tchotchkes mm-hmm. that there are in, you know, all of the big box stores, which I'm going to be getting into, but all of the stores that are open, right? So you are closed, but all of the stores that are open are basically your direct competitors, right?
2: <laughs> well, here in the beginning, you know, uh, some of my competitors, well, some of the big stores are really not my competitors. Um, I guess you could say some of them are because for they are cheap furniture. Correct. That's true. Uh, yeah. And it, it was frustrating at first to see them open because, you know, we're supposed to be, be trying to be careful. Um, but getting back to the stores being closed, we have been shut down since April April 1st, you know, the whole month of April. And I'm allowed to go back to work, uh, back into business on the 4th. So I'm looking forward to doing that. Um But when I do do it, I'm going to be careful because I think that's important, you know, that we all take precautions. And when I allow people in, I will be wearing my mask, et cetera. But I am excited to go back to work, as I know everyone else is as well, because, it's you know, number one, it's important for our economy. And number two, you just can't sit at home doing nothing. You know, and, and my rounds are have, have been going from the house to the grocery store, and you know that I just can't do that anymore. I have to get back to work, as I know. No, nice I, think you,
1: yeah, I think you. Yeah, I think you represent you know millions of Americans across the country, and you did say a word that really is shocking to the conscience, which is that you said you're allowed to go back to work, and isn't that yeah. pretty astonishing? Like we are an American yeah. citizen who's being quote unquote permitted or allowed to go back to work which is something yeah. that I'm going to talk about later and and uh, you know is, is, is a, a, a dangerous precedent and precursor for where we are as a country that we can even talk about our government in that fashion but definitely yeah. you know we've been talking and you have your mask I know you you actually have to have that mask for doing your work and you are very precaution you know Precautious, so that's great. But um, so again, what's your? Just to recap, what is the name of your your store, and where can people find you, and what's your phone number?
2: Oh yes, sure. So my store is called Coast Cottage Farm, and I'm located in Crystal River, the lovely, sweet little town of Crystal River, home of the manatees. And if you happen to be uh, up here, come stop by my store. I'm open Tuesday through Saturday. 10 to 6, and my phone number is 352-794-3761. And uh, please... What's your address? Uh, address is 786 North Sun Coast Boulevard, Crystal River, 34429. Just a little bit north of the airport on the west side of, on nineteen.
1: All right, great. Well, thank you so thank much, Trevisa for being here. Everybody, go visit her store and fall and support that small business, and f- support female small businesses too. Okay, because she makes awesome it. stuff, and she runs the saws herself. So <laughs> you're listening to Brook. <laughs> you're listening to Brook Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke Says I'm here with Colonel Jim, who we'll be talking to in just a bit. Well, uh, we look forward to talking with you in a minute. Be right back.
0: More Brooke Talks America coming up. If winning the battle for America's soul and preserving liberty is important to you, tune in for Brooke Talks America, Saturday nights at 7. Brooke Talks America, with political insight and culture from the conservative perspective. From hot topics to history, you can be sure if it's happening in America. Conservative activist, patriot, writer, publisher, and advisor, Brooke Says. We'll be talking about it. Don't miss Brooke Talks America, Saturday night at 7 on AM 860. The answer. Welcome back to Brooke Talks America with Brooke Says. Connect by Twitter at Talks America. Here's Brooks says.
1: Hello, hello. Welcome to Brook Talks America. Welcome back to Brook Talks America. I'm your host, Brooks says. We are at AM860, The Answer Salem Media Group, and I'm here with Colonel Jim Warshuk. Um Yes, of course we have to discuss the coronavirus. Why? Because that's all anybody's talking about, Uh, and I can't wait to never, ever, ever have to discuss that or hear that stupid word again uh i imagine there are other people like me anyways um god bless the huntington california patriots the michigan patriots and all the other patriots although i have to say personally uh the michigan patriots would have been better to leave your guns at home because this is not a gun rights rally that's just my opinion uh that 's one of the ammo things that was on social media that they were talking about. We look like domestic terrorists when we 're out there in that scenario, not in Virginia, where it was about guns, but anyways that 's just my opinion. You know I still have the right as for now to have that opinion and to speak it um, anyways, but all of the brave and rebellious citizens and business owners who are fighting ba- fighting for their rights. Um, And define these ridiculous shutdown orders, especially in states that don't have the numbers to justify it. And California is one of those, as are most of them, frankly. Uh, The governors are mad power tripping. And I really hope, you know, I know that he talked yesterday and the past couple of weeks that Barr and the DOJ will punish them for bridging our rights. Uh, speaking of California, Governor Nuisance – yes, I have a name for everybody. And I had names before Rush had names and before Trump had names, just so that you know uh, – closes all of the beaches in L.A. Now, wh- he should just send a check to Trump, a campaign ad check. Right. Because this is so dumb that it's unbelievable. Even the liberals in in uh, California are mad about it. OK, even blackface Northam is working on reopening and this guy's shutting the beaches. Right. Uh, and, are there any Democrat voters out there who are paying attention and have the ability to see that these that their representatives, their Democrat representatives are just tyrannical dictators. Okay, I'm going to get into this later about the, you know, freedom versus tyranny. But the, the the worst abridgments have come from Democrats, whether it's at the state level or whether it's at the local level, at my county level, which, again, I will be talking about. But um, anyways, so just a little note, too, is that the, the – and I mentioned the numbers, okay? The USA Today verified the claim because there have been claims made about whether or not hospitals get more for patients that are diagnosed with coronavirus, they said it's true. Okay, doctors and hospitals do get paid more for Medicare patients that are diagnosed, So, uh, or if it's simply presumed that they have that. So just a little interesting when you think about the numbers of people listed as having died from it without autopsies or testing. Hmm, There couldn't possibly be corruption with this, right? Nope. Okay, of course not. Um, You know that the lawyers are out there just a bunch of ambulance chasing, vulture lawyers just salivating to sue everyone and everything, okay? Um, (laughs) They do – they're – They're always on a situation like this, you know, whether it's whether it's in a justified situation, which is absolutely justified in the nursing homes or whether they're just chasing ambulance. um, Hopefully the DOJ will put a no frivolous lawsuit about coronavirus guidelines and just make it targeted and and rational instead of just trying to, you know, hammer everybody. Um, Speaking of the governors, I am just going to be honest here. I'm not really happy with – with my governor here in florida with waiting what i consider too long to open uh we had to wait after he met his announcements we had to wait another five days losing another weekend uh because we're opening on monday and from what i understand he kept more restrictions on businesses opening than even his own task force suggested, which was 50 percent, not 25 for restaurants. And they said, you know, salons could do 50 percent, but he's keeping them closed. Unlike Governor Kemp, which is which I believe started with 50 percent on some of those. And you have to wear masks and fine. People are doing fine. Everybody can wear a mask. Nobody cares. They're all trying to be safe. You heard my friend, you know, Teresa with Coast Cottage Farm talking about that. Nobody wants to get sick. But there are repercussions, uh, you know, which I'll get into in a little bit about not being open. The 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 byproducts of not having commerce and having everybody sit home, not making you know their their income and and sliding into poverty, uh, you know what i call her the tampa mayor comrade jane castor who tried to extend the stay-at-home orders in hillsborough county even longer uh who's apparently strong strong armed the county administrator mark mike merrill we've had five chamber basically if you look around there's not a cloud in the sky i'm looking out the window right now okay chamber of commerce days lots of commerce could have Been done in these days in uh, this county and all over Florida. Okay. Commerce equals freedom equals survival. Okay. It's not lives versus money, it's lives versus lives. Okay. So this is millions of dollars that could have been. You know, made in a safe way. I want to emphasize safe, 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 safe. Don't crit- don't say we don't want to be safe. I do want to be safe. But you can do both things because human beings are capable of walking and chewing gum at the same time. Okay? Especially small business owners who know how to do stuff like that. Okay? Okay. Uh, Keep in mind also, you know, if you're a restaurant or a hotel and even small businesses in tourist towns, you know, like uh, Teresa was talking about, Florida is going to be going out of season this at the end of this month. So they're going to have been closed for two months. You know, some some have been closed for a month and a half to two months. Now they're going to open for however long and then go out of season. So keep in mind Floridians, please 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 support and save these businesses in order to save the economy of this state. Okay? Um you know, and and as I said, when we're talking about the health of you know, with relation to coronavirus ri- virus, there are other health issues that are that are to be concerned about mental health. Okay, uh, if you don't know this about twelve-step programs like AA and NA, uh, many of their meetings are in churches all over the country. By the way, most of which have been shut down. Okay, think about this: you or a family member, whoever that you know, you really think that someone's going to who's who's you know trying to get help is going to go to a Zoom meeting if they want to drink or use drugs? Probably not uh and the you know not being able to talk to someone face to face that's what helps them right it's like you go to a counselor you can go online to a counselor but going in in person is better and it's you know so they're probably not they're probably going to go out right so what are the repercussions for the, for everybody and for society more duis more domestic and child abuse more theft robbery burglary aggravated assault things which go hand in hand with addiction right more overdoses and suicides OK, so and calls to hotlines, a suicide hotlines are up like 8000 percent. Why? Because not only have millions lost their jobs, but their tyrannical leaders have closed outlets like the parks and recreation centers so that they can't even go out and expend some energy. Right. If you, the, one of the best things to do if you're sitting there like on house arrest, which is basically what it is. And even by the way, Bar, AG Bar called it that is to go out and exercise in the sun, right? Not to necessarily have to go on some sidewalks with hundreds of cars going by and so you're sucking exhaust fumes, but you'll go in a park, go play tennis, racquetball tennis, baseball, some you know, guy was arrested playing catch with his daughter. This is and, – and being out in the sun is helpful. You know, Jim talked about it last week about the uh, herd immunity, right? And we'll be talking about that in a little bit about Sweden. That's how you get it. You don't get it by everybody being cloistered in their own house. You get it by being out around each other. That's just a fact okay you can like it or not like it but th- we're not going to get through this if everybody sits inside doesn't gain immunity they sanitize everything and then they go out and they get together they're going to just you know give it to each other again so the real science is herd immunity anyways uh and as i mentioned before also is the uh, incredibly vul- vulnerable elderly population uh which when you know have have you seen in the democrats States and counties like de Blasio and Cuomo, which forced nursing homes to take infected residents, uh, you know they had terrible death rates because of that. What do you think when no one's going to be inside to see the caretakers right? You have unfathomable abuse, and nobody can see it and there are lots of things you know i'm just talking about facts here, okay if you can't go to the doctor because you have you know you need a gallbladder surgery, maybe you're going to die of that. all i'm saying is that there are real-life unintended consequences. You notice where the heart attack numbers way down. All of the deaths that would be uh, listed in other ways are now all listed in coronavirus deaths, which Dr. Burks talked about that we're going to get into a little bit about that. You know, uh, Rush calls her the Scarf Queen. I think that's hilarious. That classifying every death with the virus as resulting from the virus, you know, I'm just saying, you know, this one-size-fits-all is not necessarily the way to go, okay? And we need to really think about that in the after action on this situation, we really need to think about a better way to do this. And hopefully, you know, those ideas are being thought about and put in place because we haven't really had to deal with anything like this. So these are just some thoughts, you know. You let me know what you think. Everybody has, you know, different opinions on this. I just happen to think that the reaction was really too strong and crazy and it was it was on uh you know the whole country based on new york numbers but we'll be getting into that in a little bit i am your host brooke says on brooke talks america with colonel jim who you'll be hearing about in just a bit as i said well we'll be right back stay tuned
0: more brooke talks america coming up Winning the battle for America's soul and preserving liberty is important to you. Tune in for Brooke Talks America, Saturday nights at 7. Brooke Talks America, with political insight and culture from the conservative perspective. From hot topics to history, you can be sure if it's happening in America. Conservative activist, patriot, writer, publisher, and advisor, Brooke says we'll be talking about it. Don't miss Brooke Talks America, Saturday night at 7. Welcome back to Brooke Talks America with Brooke Says. Connect by email, brooktalksamerica at gmail.com. Here's Brooke Says.
1: And welcome back to Brooke Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke Says. I'm here with Colonel Jim. Um... You know, one of the things that has happened here is that the children are at home, and this is apparently freaking out the left, who likes to have your children under their control and not your own. Uh, Homeschooling will probably, for those who are not driven crazy probably, (laughs) uh, will likely increase as a result of this, a lot of things with education. Uh, Democrats and liberals are showing who they are, and one of the things that is happening is – that there is a Harvard professor named Elizabeth Bartholet who wants to ban homeschooling because she says it's authoritarian, and I quote, the issue is, do we think that parents should have 24-7, essentially authoritarian control over their children from ages 0 to 18? I think that's dangerous. She said, I think it's always dangerous to put powerful people in charge of the powerless and to give the powerful ones total authority. Oh, but she wants the authority, not you, but her. Uh, this idea is backed up by another liberal, Melissa Harris Perry, Perry, formerly of MSNBC, who said that our children are not our private property. Listen to this unbelievable clip.
0: We have
1: Okay. First, she's wrong on the data. We pay more to educate our kids per capita than any other country on earth. Plus, no, you don't own anyone else's kids. Okay. There's a great meme out there which says, I've seen the village and I don't want it raising my children. You know, I have to ask the my body, my choice crowd. We say our families, our choice. Okay. Two can play at that game. You know, the left always talks about our values, quote unquote, but our values are not the same. And you know, did we? Did you think we were playing when we, when conservatives said that the left wants to take total control of your kids? Nope, right. Uh, and Hillary talked about that. It takes a village to raise your child. Why do you think that they want to have your kids in pre-K as soon as possible to get them as early as possible and to control them completely? OK, um, just a note, and I mentioned it before, is that, the, you know, the countries that didn't shut their economies down, like Sweden, who was criticized by the WHO, uh, they're expected to gain herd immunity within weeks. And the crazy thing, and I, you know, I haven't heard anything about this since I heard this original point, is that now that Country of Sweden is being celebrated celebrated by the WHO. Yep, there wasn't any agenda to get America to commit economic suicide, was there? No way. Uh, as I mentioned, that um, you know Cuomo, they had inf- they required the nursing homes to have nurse uh, people accepted back in who had the virus, they also let infected staff treat the virus. Isn't that great? Uh, and another thing that's happening is that Cuomo didn't even start cleaning the subways until April 30th, two days ago. So during this entire time, the homeless had moved into the subways and all of the health care workers, the only way they could get around is going to the subways. So how is that going to work out when you have the homeless living in the subways and you have the health care providers taking the subways to work to teach? To treat the sick. Yep. It's brilliant, isn't it? Anyways, um, on a separate note, the death count, Jim is going to talk about this in a minute. But as I mentioned, what is it with the, uh, the numbers of the heart attacks? Right. Everything else went down. Um, And we've seen that the nanny. I heard on Mark Stein on Russia's show the other day is he said a brilliant quote, which is the nanny state is all statism and no nanny. I wish I had thought of that. But basically, that's what we've seen with these Democrats and these, uh, you know, these tyrants around is that they're basically shutting down and showing that they want full control but they and they want more government but they're not really that effective at doing anything with it um, so again Jim talk about the padding of the numbers in the coronavirus
3: a little bit well in the, yeah sure in the last few weeks we started hearing from doctors and seeing uh, evidence in writing that basically instructed medical professionals you know particularly the doctors and the coroners to uh, specify that the corona 19 or COVID 19 virus was a cause of death or a contributing cause of death and so when that those numbers uh or when that data was applied and those numbers started to go up that started to increase uh what we call you know the death rate or or the the uh the numbers of people who died and and others started questioning that because we started to see other causes of death go down. Can you actually think about that? Fewer people were dying from heart attacks and diabetes and cancer because they padded the numbers to say the coronavirus was was the cause, and you know not to belabor this issue it's it's serious um I really think. President Trump needs to put together a task force, you know, after all this is said and done and go back and find out what was going on with this. Because if the numbers were were padded and and it seems like they were, we did a lot of damage to this country economically, as you talked so much about um with you know all the orders and directives from the the totalitarian left to stay at home and to wear a mask and to don't go to work and don't do this and don't do that that real and, and shut down everything we did that when perhaps this wasn't as dangerous as it was so that's a, that's a serious thing we we've got to treat you know viruses and the flu and whatever we have on a yearly basis and be serious about it and, and, and not overreact like this, because uh, I really believe uh, and I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but this was done, you know, deliberately and intentionally to cause uh, economic damage to the country so that they could turn around and, and blame Trump. And that's what's happened. It's really happened. And and as you talked about, we're trying to we're trying to fix that now. Yep,
1: and I know you're going to be talking about that in a little bit, but, you know, along that note is that some of the doomsday people are saying that we can never go back to normal, including Dr. Fauci, as Rush calls him, saying we should never shake hands again. Uh, I can just see Trump laughing. Uh, I was laughing because I could just see Trump saying to himself, oh, my God, thank God I don't have to shake hands with anybody because, you know, he's a germaphobe. And I'm pretty neurotic about washing my hands, too, uh, so I understand. But, you know, the same person you mentioned – the the person who has been making the, the suggestions on how to handle this situation Dr. Fauci who says we can't shake hands and nothing can go ever back to normal actually said this about people hooking up on Tinder or Grindr. You know,
0: everybody has their own tolerance for risks. And it depends on the level of the interaction that you want to have. If you're looking for a friend, sit in a room, put a, a mask on and, you know, chat a bit. If you want to go a little bit more intimate, well, then that's your choice regarding a risk.
1: Uh, What? <laughs> Thousands or millions of restaurants, hotels, and small businesses are now destroyed because, as you mentioned, we have stayed closed or we're going to have to operate under minimum capacity, which will kill the businesses that actually can reopen now. Uh, We have 30 million unemployed because of his suggestions of social distancing, and we've been under house arrest. But he says it's okay to swap bodily fluids with strangers you find on Grindr or Tinder. Are you kidding me? That alone – Okay, that's the most insane thing I've ever heard. That should be get him not only fired, but completely discredited. Okay, see, he said that's your choice. But what about our choice? We didn't have a choice as to whether to be under house arrest, did we? No, that's the most insane thing I ever heard. Uh, You know, and one of the things I just want to say is that federalism only works. This is what we've had. So Trump didn't do a national shutdown. He told the governors to, you know, operate independently. That's federalism. But it only works when you have common sense and logic. And a lot of the governors, you know, uh, I, DeSantis overall has done very well. He has not been as crazy in any respect at all, really, as the the these Democrats like Whitmau in Michigan, completely insane. Okay, Cuomo has just been completely incompetent. But you know, the, um, the you're gonna we might actually get socialism because federalism worked too well. That's the irony of the people that understand the constitution they use the left uses the constitution against us right so being able to have everything completely separated means that some mayor with a tyrannical bent like ours can say no we're going to extend it as long as we want because and and you know tucker had a had a, um, was talking to a, a business owner in Maine. They're absolute. The governor is absolutely crippling business in Maine because she's arbitrarily and capriciously deciding to keep it closed, and they're arresting people and punishing people. You know, Newsom is closing the the beaches. Hopefully, people will see. And you know, there are, in fact, liberal businesses and Democrat owned businesses that hopefully will be paying attention and will not be so quick to vote for these kind of people because they're getting crushed too. So maybe there will be a little bit of bipartisan common sense especially from business owners that it was them who are, who are really working to gain that power and control and squash small businesses. And as I said many times, they're all going to go to the federal government saying, please give us some money. Okay? I, I also want to say one thing Okay, before we change topics, because there are other things happening, believe it or not, is remember snowflakes. If you cash that check, Trump is your president. Okay, he is your president. Don't cash the check if you don't want Trump to be your president, because he's he's the president. Anyways, I want to talk about the um, the Democrats and the campaign, because, yes, there still is a campaign going on, believe it or not. Um, As you know, Biden, for some reason, cannot stop saying intercourse strangely. Listen to this
0: bizarre audio. If, in fact, for example, we solve the problem in the United States of America and you don't solve it in other parts of the world, you know what's going to happen. We're going to have, you're going to have travel bans. You're going to not be able to do have, have economic intercourse around the world. The pandemic is that the president has no intercourse whatsoever with the rest of the the, the world. But he's also been accused
1: of sexual assault by his former staffer, Tara Reid. Uh, the Democrats have been falling all over themselves to try to avoid having to talk about it. But they really have gotten to the point where they can't okay so now he was actually having to he went on mika brzezinski and uh you know talked with that talked with her about it and people are actually having to really discuss the issue of the the hypocrisy between how democrats have responded to kavanaugh right believe all women me too and biden they don't believe it so a lot of hypocrisy is being shown, which is not surprising with the Democrats. We'll get into it in a little bit, because I have a really great quote, uh, audio from that lovely woman, Hillary Clinton. Uh, this is Brooke Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke says, here with Colonel Jim. We, You are on AM 860, the answer on Salem Media Group. We will be right back.
0: More Brooke Talks America, coming up. If winning the battle for America's soul and preserving liberty is important to you, Tune in for Brooke Talks America, Saturday nights at 7. Brooke Talks America, with political insight and culture from the conservative perspective. From hot topics to history, you can be sure if it's happening in America. Conservative activist, patriot, writer, publisher, and advisor, Brooke Says. We'll be talking about it. Welcome back to Brooke Talks America with Brooke Says. Check out the blog at AmericaOutloud.com. Here's Brooke Says.
1: Hello, hello. Welcome back to, to Brook Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke. Says, here with Colonel Jim. So just a little bit on the uh, Biden thing. I want to share this little audio from Hillary. So just remember how they abused Kavanaugh and his family and how now they're trying to cover for Biden. You've probably been watching the news, so I'm not going to get too far into it. But it's so funny how Believe All Women was absolute and complete and we talked about it with Elizabeth Milano that now they've all got religion on uh, due process. So listen to this quote. All of the Democrat VP um, potential picks have all endorsed Joe and are all sticking with Joe. And they believe Joe. They didn't believe Kavanaugh, but they believe Joe. But the best of all is Hillary, the supreme hypocrite Hillary. Listen to what she said. Thank you so much, Joe. It's a real pleasure to be here with you. And to be part of this very important discussion, and I am thrilled uh, to be part of your campaign to not only endorse you,
0: but to help highlight a lot of the issues that are at stake uh, in this presidential election. Yeah,
1: isn't that delicious? The Me Too silencing and dismissing of Tara Reid is astonishing, but really not surprising. Uh, It's going to be fun to watch how this goes. I kind of think that they might actually be trying to take him out. They might realize that he's just so full of baggage. Okay. Michelle's got a documentary out. Hillary is out there slithering around doing something. Who knows? Who knows where this is coming from? But it's kind of interesting. So we'll see what happens with old Biden. But uh, uh, it's just – the, the hypocrisy, even the far left sites are having to to admit to the complete hypocrisy of the Democrats on this issue but we have some uh, you know as you know there's some very extremely damaging we're going to change topics completely, which is that there's extremely damaging documents that came out this week on what the FBI was up to with regard to their investigation or setup which is really what it was of General Michael Flynn. Uh, and as we mentioned last week special prosecutor john durham has beefed up his team i look forward to seeing some people perp walked you know i know bars on it but uh jim why don't you talk about this uh you know and i, I want to play a really quick audio though before you get into it on comey admitting that he sent his fbi agents in to talk with flynn during the interview
0: you look at this white house now and it's hard to imagine two fbi agents ending up in the same room how did that happen I sent them something we, I probably wouldn't have done or maybe gotten away with in a more organized investigation, a more organized administration. The FBI wanted to send agents into the White House itself to interview a senior official. You would work through the White House counsel and there would be discussions and approvals and who would be there. And I thought it's early enough. Let's just send a couple guys over.
1: Okay, so Jim, get in. You, you're the person who knows so much about this. I know you're friends with Flynn. You worked with him, uh, you know, Sidney Powell and everything. So talk a little bit about what's going on with that. The, I know the audience wants to know.
3: Yeah, this is uh, really taking a, a, a big uh, change in the last week or two with the release of so many documents uh, that came out of. General Flynn's former law firm, and then on top of that, uh, the judge who's looking at the case ordering that law firm by Monday, and we might see some more documents perhaps by then to turn over everything, otherwise, they'll be in contempt of court. So we saw, you know, the big. As you said, as we played in the in the in the audio clip, the most damaging from Comey, basically saying and joking about that he did in fact send FBI agents over to the White House to interview Flynn, uh, where Flynn thought it was totally innocent. You know, he's he's done that before in, in his in his career working, you know, with the FBI, intel community, and what have you, in 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 the line of his work. So we have this setup, but it goes back even further um, because. Most people don't realize, you know, General Flynn was the director of the Defense Intelligence Agency. That was his last job in the military before he was forced out by Obama. Obama fired him, and he was fired for a number of reasons. One was because he was trying to do the best job he could because um, other budgets in the intel community were were slashed or or, or changed to provide um military intelligence and intelligence to the U.S. military forces, particularly in the Middle East, and he took it upon himself, well, I'll do it myself. If the other uh, intel community organizations aren't going to do it for me, I'll do it myself. That's called being a patriot, where you, you take it upon yourself to do something that someone else was, was supposed to be doing for you. The other was he stood fast on his position about radical Islamic terrorism, and he basically said we have to attack radical Islamic terrorism at the heart, the ideology of of that that didn't go over very well with people like Barack Obama and others and ended up John in Brennan the result in John Brennan of course who has you know been outed as a as a uh, as a muslim and you know that's been known for some time so uh, Flynn was removed forced to retire and Then when Donald Trump in 2016 decided he wanted to have General Mike Flynn as one of his senior advisors for both his campaign and then as we went through the summer in August 2016, it was pretty pretty apparent that Donald Trump was going to pick him as his national security advisor. That just caused... The Democrats' heads to explode, particularly those in the Obama administration, and they started an investigation on Flynn uh, as part of the overall uh, investigation that they were doing, the FBI and the Justice Department and the intel community uh, called Crossfire Hurricane. Designated General Flynn gave him a code name, Crossfire Razor, and they started looking into him very closely. So then Donald Trump names him as his national security advisor. doesn't need to be confirmed because it's an appointed position by the president. They decided that um, they're going to find a way to go after him. And, and Flynn, uh, during the transition, was, of course um, – meeting with and talking on the phone with a lot of foreign dignitaries because that's what they do when you're going through transition. All these foreign dignitaries and heads of state want to want to get on the good side of the new president who's coming on board. And so Flynn was talking to the Russian ambassador. They recorded it. And then they decided to send a few FBI agents over to the White House and try to entrap Flynn in that conversation, saying that it was a violation of you know a number of policies and that's where it all started and then they um they went to uh the president and to uh the vice president said oh by the way did you know that your national security advisor is doing this uh gave them the fake um fabricated notes from that meeting so essentially they lied they changed those what flynn really said and that caused the vice president and trump to have to you know fire flynn even though he didn't lie at all and that's where we're we're at now now he is fighting for his his uh his life from the standpoint economically and his reputation. And so this has been involved in a three-year-plus long uh, court battle. And as we're seeing this week, all that documentary evidence is coming to light, and it's revealing that this indeed was all set up by the Obama administration. And we can go down the list of all the people involved from – and I'm – have no problem saying it. Obama knew what was going on. Comey knew what was going on. His attorney generals, both Loretta Lynch and Eric Holder knew what was going on, as, as did uh, all the senior leadership in the DOJ and in um, the Obama FBI. And that's where we're at. And uh, what really needs to happen in this case is um, the case needs to be thrown out. Flynn needs to be exonerated. Not not pardoned by the president yep. and exonerated because pardon me pardon means you committed the crime but we're gonna let we're gonna let you off. We're gonna we're gonna do that. What's really important is if you're exonerated the crime is thrown out it. It, it never happened and so that's where we're at.
1: Well that's awesome and that definitely needs to happen. And from what I understand you you would know about this too, is that FBI lawyer and deep uh, state operative James Baker who was involved with it has flipped and he's working with uh john durham so that's really good according to uh joe degenova he said that durham is, con- is conducting a conspiracy investigation which would be his this quote because if proven it would be much longer prison sentences than would be uh if they charged against the same individuals i happen to think you know you know how my feeling is is i w- i will withhold judgment until i actually see someone perp walked and i want as many frogmen against these people as were against roger stone with that ridiculousness um but it's very you know it's very important that we have justice in this country i have to ask where is chris ray can you just sort of say a quick note on that what do you think is going to happen with him honestly
3: i've been saying this for for some time now i think uh President Trump and, and Barr uh, have their eyes on Ray, but they didn't have enough to do anything to to remove him. Of course, he there is now. And I think what is happening is Trump is the kind of guy where he will give somebody the benefit of the doubt along with the rope necessary. And you know what that means to give him enough rope to do a certain thing. Uh, He's, he's letting Ray continue to not do his job properly. And, you know,
1: I think we lost you there, Jim. I'm just going to wrap it up now. uh, And, we I didn't get to nearly all of the things that I wanted to get to so we're gonna have to you're just gonna have to stay tuned for all of the latest and greatest information uh, this is Brooke talks America this is your host Brooke says um, make sure you connect with me go to my website and you can see all of the various ways to connect with us on the show um, and again if you'd like to sponsor with this show Make sure you reach out. Just a reminder, okay, as we go in after this, you know, things start to re- return to some semblance of normalcy, if we can ever have that, is that when Republicans tried to give citizens maximum freedom. Okay, even under the context of shutting them down and having you know, having them be safer at home and stuff, Democrats wanted to control them. Please remember that as you go to vote in your upcoming elections. Freedom versus tyranny. That's what this election is about, and that's what's on the at stake for this country. Okay? Again, it's Brooke Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke says with Colonel Jim. Make sure you reach out. You're listening to us on AM 860, The Answer. Look forward to seeing you next week as we talk about America. God bless everyone.
0: You've been listening to Brooke Talks America with author, publisher, conservative advisor, and patriot. Brooke says, connect by email, brooktalksamerica at gmail.com by Twitter at America. And listen next Saturday night for more Brooke Talks America on AM 860, The Answer.